You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Your Bibles today, we are in Luke chapter 24. You know, if we think of this pathway of life, this journey that we're on, I want my life to be full of zeal, fire, enthusiasm, encouragement, living on the winning side. There's enough on a daily basis that comes and attacks all of us that wants to put us on the losing side. I think of that little chorus that Brother Martinez would sing out in the tents when we all had those nine tents and people out in the parking lot. I'm alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic. I don't want to die like a grump. I don't want to be negative about the things of God. Well, you know how Christians are. A bunch of, uh, no, we fill in the blank how bad they are. Uh, That may be the Christians you know, but I love God's people. I love the things of God. I love hearing the choir. We moved back in five weeks ago. Did you notice the choir can't even, there's not enough chairs for all the people. That's the way it ought to be. These are not days, well, let's just dwindle down. Let's sort of close the door. You know, it's evil days. You know, things are bad in America. You may be think of that, but I want to live. I'm on the winning side. On our radio broadcast on Friday, we had, we brought Curtis Hudson's voice into the studio. 61 years of age, and I could hear him singing before he passed away with that dreaded disease of cancer. He was down to about 80 some, 80 some pounds, and he stood in the pulpit, and he sang, well, I'm on the winning side. Woo! And he'd sing, I'm on the winning side. Thank God to live there. You can live on Depression Boulevard if you want, but I want to have fire, zeal, enthusiasm. Now, sometimes we cool. That church of the lady to see and they cooled. God says, either get hot or cold. You're just, you're just lukewarm. I, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Sometimes we lose that zeal. Sometimes we lose that passion. But our message today comes with that thought in mind. Verse 32, Jesus, we're talking to these men. And in verse 32, he said, they said one to another, here it is, did not our heart burn within us? Did not our hearts burn? Our hearts burn. What is that burn? That is passion. That is enthusiasm. That is victory side. My, I want my heart to burn. But the tragedy of this text, text, it's past tense. Did not our heart burn within us? It, it was over here. What do you mean it's over here? It's just a verse before you're talking to Jesus. How quick somebody can extinguish the fire. How quickly somebody can take what you've said and, and then all of a sudden find fault with it and try to extinguish it or fall asleep while you're preaching. And by the way, if you fall asleep, it's not your fault. It is my fault. But our message today, our hearts burned within us. I'm reminded how easy it is to lose the fire. Matthew chapter 13, our Lord is showing us four different soils. And one, he said of that soil, it dureth for a while. And one of the joys to stay here is also one of the discouragements to stay for so long. 
You watch people come in with a house of fire. Woo! Hey man, I'm glad I got saved. Why I'm glad I found this church. Why I love it all. I love the choir. I love the singing. I love the preaching. They dearth for a while. And I could write a book on those that left. And any pastor in America or the world or any missionary could write the book. They dearth for a while. They were a choir member for a while. They were a bus worker for a while. They were a Sunday school teacher for a while. They were a church member for a while. I recall when I was a teenage boy, perhaps my sophomore year of high school, maybe my freshman year, but I think my sophomore, we had a fellow come into our church. He had never really been around the gospel. And he, he came into our church, I believe he was a high school senior, and he just got all fired up. I mean, he just got on zeal and fire and consequently because he found something he'd never seen, a youth group like that. We had a great youth group. He put a fire in us. Well, we loved our church. We loved singing. We loved it all. But when he came, it dialed up a whole nother level. Hey, because I can't understand why. And boy, he was against everything and, and, and people not living for God. I don't understand this. And he wanted to pass tracks and he was all fired up. He dureth for a while. And about a year later, the flame went out. I'll never forget that illustration because he left a youth group that at first was all fired up and then all of a sudden as he left, we're all discouraged. Mothers and dads, children do not need to be raised in a home where you dearth for a while. It's immaturity, it's selfishness. It's cooling not toward the church, it's cooling toward God. It's about time we get honest with ourselves and say, it's not the church, it's me. I've heard it my whole life. I gotta leave church. I'm just not being fed here where you're overweight as can be. What do you mean you're not being fed here? And don't ever come to hear from another church and tell me, well, I just, uh, no, no feeding. I, I don't wanna hear that. Leave that church alone. I'm not saying you ought not to leave a church when they begin to change with the word of God and everything is, it's so sad what I'm seeing today. I guess we're all kind of dumb and stupid as older guys. We never knew you didn't need Sunday school. We never knew you didn't need Sunday night or Wednesday night or prayer meeting or men's prayer meeting. I guess we never knew that before because you got this new thing. I guess I never knew you didn't need a choir and your contemporary rock and roll music. I have what I call it in my back office. I get here early on Sunday morning, a squeeze box. And after about a couple hours here, I turned the squeeze box on to hear KMBBC. And I heard the, the church saying, it's not in vain. Woo! Man, I tell you what, I said, let me go over and check this church. I have them all dialed into different radio stations. And I heard this church and I think, what in the world are you doing? What pastor, what are you doing singing that little thing for? That church and those buildings and that ministry was not built off of that junk. Something wrong with what we sang this morning. How firm a foundation. He says, you watch the theology in the hymn book. Read the hymn book. Read the theology. Read, read glorious things of thee. That scripture of thee are spoken. Zion city of our God. We have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saved, one day he's coming. Oh, glory, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. What about blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. 
throw choirs away, and little praise singers, little boys that look like feminine girls. I'm getting sick and tired of it. And I don't know, maybe I'll wind up emptying this church out. You'll empty me out. Get rid of me. Get someone else. But I tell you what, you boys, just stop this feminine stuff. Tight little britches, tight little t-shirts, and you're walking around. You know, this sweet little things you say, but you ought not. I've been saying it for 46 years. If you haven't heard that before, you're hearing it now again. I like men to be bad. I'm watching men dress for ladies, and ladies are dressed in the little guys, and they look so cute. It's destroying us, ladies and gentlemen. It's destroying our country. It's destroying our nation. It is destroying our churches. And we will not have what built America, leather, lung, preachers, singers, people singing in choirs. We won't have it. Oh, I will, I'll, I'll be gone. I'll be in heaven shortly. I'll be over there looking down on you and thinking, God pity that poor new pastor, the great North Valley Baptist Church with his praise worship group. Oh, you'll have to paint the ceiling black, turn the lights off, get the rock and roll going, and this place will not see people saved. You'll get people from every church around here, revolving church. I, I could name you five churches that revolved off of the other one. Each one wound up with about three, four, five, six thousand people. This was the big church over here. But then when they had a split, this became the big church over there. And when that had the split, this became the big church over here. And this, and they all had their roots in a particular Baptist church years ago. Where thousands and thousands of people came. No, it wasn't United Baptist, so don't you think about that. I'm talking about the fact, ladies and gentlemen, I want my heart burning. I want it burning in me to the day I die. Heartburn, I guess you could call it. Well, I'm not getting fed. There's too many hypocrites at the church. Bunch of hypocrites. Too many rules. Too many legalistic. Brother Brown knows this is true. I, I had him copy off all the different Stanford University rule books, the law department, and there's 1,600 pages of rules. Eight and a half by 11. It sticks about, it's about this high. 1,600 rules. You know, basically to be a rule, you look at the rules to be a member of the North Valley Baptist Church, you have to be saved and baptized in, the independent, in a Baptist church. That's about it. You know, to be a worker, there's 13 rules. One needs to be saved and baptized. One, you need to act like a man and walk like a man and dress like a man and talk like a man and ladies have to be like ladies. You have to use the, this real hard one. Oh, it's hard. You have to use the King James Bible. Oh, 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 it's terrible, terrible. Make me down. Yeah, you have to use the Bible. That's what we got. The idea is for Sunday school to use the Bible. Novel idea. I mean, the rules are so easy. Ah, I can't go to a legalistic church. What are you talking about? I had to go to that Christian school. It warped me. Oh, yes. That's why you have that good job. That's why you're on your way to heaven. 
stop blaming your mother. Stop blaming your dad. Stop blaming the church, the school, the college. Stop blaming fundamentalism. How about manning up and looking in the mirror and say, I am a wimp. I criticize everybody. I attack everybody. It's all about the next guy, but it's not me that I'm looking at. Our hearts burned within us. A burning heart. And the reality is you've cooled and here's how it's going to show up. Normally, it, you start with the church. You attack the church. And then it begins in your marriage. And then it begins with your children. And then it begins with relatives. And it's your life. And we always cover it with something spiritual. But it's a spiritual covering for compromise. I want you to see this text with me. They said, did not our heart burn within us? Did not our heart burn? I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down right there because I'm going to show you a text right here. Did not our heart, these men were speaking, did not it burn within us? Yeah, we, we were on fire for God. We had passion. We had zeal. And we read this next phrase incorrect. While we talked with them. It's not my talking with Jesus. The Bible says our hearts burned while he talked with us. Is God speaking to you? Is God speaking to me? I've known I'm going to preach this this week. I've been doing a study of my own life. And throughout the day, I said, Lord, you just spoke to me. I'm not talking about an audible voice. The Holy Spirit who lives inside of me, he can impress upon my mind. The Bible says he'll guide me. The word of God, I'll read it and I'll see something come out and I'll say, but God's speaking to me right here. God's dealing with me right here. You say, you're mad at the church today? No, I'm preaching to Jack Trevor. I don't want at my point in my life to have my heart get cold. I want my heart to have fire, zeal, enthusiasm, victory in Jesus, going inside. I want to live that way. And that God's every day. I was in my study this morning, got up early at home and spent some time there and then came here. And I kept, kept thinking, God, I'm preaching that you, you're going to talk to me. And Lord, I just, I, I'm not sure you're talking to me right now. I, I'm not sure. I don't want to just read into this. I want you to talk to me, God. When he sang that song, and he walks with me. And he, what's the next word? Talks with me. And he tells, when was the last time God talked to you? When was the last time God said to you, you should have said that? When was the last time God said, you should have said that? I have passed some folks on the journey of life where I know the Spirit of God says, pass them a gospel track. And I've passed out so many tens of thousands of gospel tracks of the plan of salvation in my life. I've won people to Christ. I think I'm on a train where I was uh, in another country, led a person to Christ. I led people to Christ so many on airplanes. I've led people to Christ in airports. I, I think when I was in a city and 
wherever it was in Korea. I got stuck on a, uh, a, a for hours and hours, and I just took out gospel tracts and in while everybody was waiting for the train, passed them out, everybody read them. I've worked at this thing. But you're looking at a man that's missed many an opportunity. Many a time when the Spirit of God just passed the track, and, and I just, you know, I don't know why I just didn't do it. Lazy, maybe embarrassed, I don't know. Pride, self-will. I have to fight that just like you have to fight it. I want God to talk to me. I want God to deal with me. I was on the freeway yesterday and I saw a guy trying to get over the big old semi and it, mean, it meant I had to slow down. I mean, I needed those three seconds. But I had to slow down. And I took her from 105 down to 95. No, no, I, I took it down. And you know what? I didn't do that because I want to do that. I know God was talking to me. Let him in, Jack. Let him in. What's the big deal, son? Let him in. The cars, were, they were just going by him. He's trying to get over. He's about on the third, second, third lane or whatever. Try to get over here. And they just won't let him in. Won't let him. I said, back off, Jack. God was speaking to me. He said, that's so foolish. No, it's not foolish. God speaks to you to talk to your children about, not, not about correcting them all the time, but about you. God's going to speak to you. God's going to speak to you the way you spoke to your wife. I think of a man whose wife, and he said in this very pulpit, he said, I love my wife so dearly. She was in her early 30s. I love my wife so dearly. I love my children so much. And that morning as they were getting ready to school, I didn't realize it was the last time I'd see her because of that awful car, a truck accident. And he said, we were, we were not mad at one another, but the last conversation is not how I wanted to leave it. And the next call I got were nine people perished that day. And my wife was one of those. And two of my children were in that vehicle. They were, three of my kids were in there. Two of them were, only one lived, and that was one of my one daughter, and a great man of God and a great preacher. And he said, listen, I wasn't, he said right from his pulpit, he goes, I wasn't mad, I wasn't angry, but it just, it was, we were busy and we were tense and we're trying to get out the door. That's my last conversation. I promise you right now, this morning, God is speaking to your heart about something some of you have a dad or a mother. I am so sick and tired of hearing grandparents restricted from seeing their grandkids. No, you can't talk to your grandkids anymore. And it's not over their, their drug addicts. Grandparents are not drug addicts or drunks or, or heathens or wicked. Just, no, you can't, you can't talk to your grandkids. You are sowing some seeds of total destruction in the lives of your kids and yourself. The stuff we cannot love our family. No families, the older you get, no families mirror one another. They just, they all change. Everything changes. But they're still family. I read about that, I'm getting off the subject. I read about that this week with him and as. And he had to go tell him about 
about David's son, Absalom, and all of his friends around him. You ought to read it. I want to say it's 2 Samuel 8. I might be wrong. But I, I, all of his friends around him were all upset with the king because you, you, loved, you loved Absalom. Absalom was hated you. And they couldn't understand it. He just my, basically said, that's my boy. That's my son. Oh, Absalom, my son. My son, my son, Absalom. He said, oh, my son, at five times. Absalom, my son, when God ought to die for you. When God, we're close to God and our hearts are burning, we allow God to speak to us. And I'm out of time and I'm getting to my message, so here it is in about three minutes, maybe five. Notice what else takes place. When God speaks to us, what happens? Verse 33, these men went looking for God's people. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found eleven gathered together, and them that were with them. They said, you know what? We want to be with God's people. I didn't have to set alarm this morning. I wanted to be here. I wanted to hear you sing this morning. I knew it was on the card written what you were supposed to sing, and we were going to sing together how firm a foundation I was just the Calvary covers it all. I wanted to come here. I wanted to get to God's house. I wanted to shake your hand and see you. You're God's people. You can do it. It's nothing wrong. I have no desire to go to a Warriors game, a Sharks game, a this game or that. I have no desire. It's not wrong if you do. I don't want to be with that crowd. I want to be with God's people. And as the clock of my life continues to talk, tick, I want to be more at the house of God than ever before. Amen. And I want to sing. And I want to listen to you sing. I don't want to listen to the choir without always analyzing everything and listen to this orchestra back here. I want to see those ushers up in the balcony and the Lord Ford come down here and they stand. And I've never lost the wonder of an August 20th, 2006, we moved in here. I never gotten over it. I never get over walking through this empty auditorium and thinking it's going to be filled with people. I want to be with God's people. Amen. Notice what else happens when you let God speak to you. You begin to understand the scriptures, verse 45, and they open their understanding, then they open their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. When you listen to God, you'll understand the scriptures. Notice the responsibility they found as a result of this. And ye are witnesses of this thing. When you listen to God, we're going to be a witness of these things. We have a desire to tell these good things that Jesus can do. Look at verse number 49, a desire to learn to wait on God. And he said, I send a, a promise of the Father upon you, but tarry, stay, wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be with power, with Power from on high. I worked for my father-in-law as an assistant pastor. He drove me crazy. He just drove me crazy. He pastored the same church 57 years. He had this, he had this novel idea. I don't, it drove me nuts. He just wanted to wait on God on everything. 
I found some property for the church. Well, Jack, I'll pray about it. Let's wait on God. I don't want to wait. Let's go get it right now. I talked to the owner. He's willing to sell. We can build our church building there. We're out of room. Well, we'll, 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 we'll just wait. I went out of Auburn Road. Man, I found the most beautiful property out in the fields, cornfields. I, I took him out there. He goes, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. Well, it's nice. It's flat. It slopes in the back. I know that. I can see that. I mean, I'm a very wise 23-year-old kid. I know probably a little bit more than you, quite frankly, you know. And he said, well, we'll just wait on God. I got so tired of him waiting on God. Just sort of ticked me off sometimes. I moved to California, started working, serving the Lord here. He calls me, Jack, do you know where you turn right off Auburn, you go to Riverside Boulevard and Safford Road. Yeah, I know, I know right where it's at. He said, there's 25 acres. I think we're going to buy it. I said, well, why didn't you do this two years ago when I was there? I wouldn't have had to leave because you were waiting on God. Oh, I'm such an impatient person. When do you want something done? Yesterday. But God says, you're going to get some power, Acts 1.8. I want you to wait there. Does God have you in a holding pattern? Does God have me in a holding pattern? I'll take my shoes off for this. I won't take my socks off to show you I'm made of clay. People ask me all the time, when are you done? I won't talk to anybody about it because it's not time to talk because God hasn't talked to me. And I'm not going to rush. When God is ready to talk to me, he'll talk. Bobby Robertson, people say, well, he pastored too long. Maybe he did. Had more crowds then than they do now, I think. He was 86, 61 years. Well, I'm not saying anything against the great church. He's still my hero of a church. And maybe he did pass. I don't know. But he would ask me, Brother Treatment went. I said, I'm not going to tell a man of God. My father-in-law, maybe he pastored too long, 57 years. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell him. He said, Jack, talk to me. I said, well, what, what's God saying to you? I must frustrate some of you folks because you want to know what the future, I don't know what it is. Come tonight, get a fortune cookie. <laughs> I told your wife about, I left in the bulletin, I saw they were going to run it. It said fortune cookie. She said, Dad, it's not a fortune cookie. It's a blessing cookie. <laughs> she probably doesn't even have a King James Bible down there today. Verse 53, verse 52, you have a desire to worship God. They worshiped him. They worshiped him. Verse 54, 53, they had a desire for church and continually in the temple praising God and blessing. You know, tonight, uh, today, I, I love you too much. I don't want you to get to a point where you're, there's no fire. More than 100 years ago, a vessel disappeared in the Arctic and they couldn't find it. They said when they found it 13 years later, 
The captain was frozen stiff as it floated for 13 years from icebergs. Frozen stiff at the helm. Shipmen were either in their spot, on their hammocks, or in their cabins. Frozen solid for 13 years. They got themselves in an iceberg. They could not break loose from it. And they froze to death. Brother Bob and Valerie, you've been here all these years. I don't want to freeze to death. I, I don't want to lose the fire, the zeal. We've been baptized in every service since we moved in here five weeks ago. I, I don't want to lose the joy of seeing people follow the Lord and lose baptism. I don't want to lose the joy of receiving that text from you yesterday about this teenage girl that got saved in, in, in teen church yesterday morning. And last week, I think four or five teenagers getting saved. And God working in the hearts of these bus kids, the largest crowd we have coming on Saturdays, big crowd, of, it's a service, a, whole, a full service of teenagers, and they come and they give an invitation, they fall on their knees. I'm talking about some tattooed up and some this and some that, purple hair, and they love this place and we love them, and they're welcome here, but they hit that altar and they begin to just to meet with God, and God's speaking to those kids. And God, I don't ever want to get where God's not speaking to me. I love talking to your little kids. I'm out here. I, I see them all the time. I'll, I'll get down and talk to them. Why? Because there's coming a day where I won't be able to say hello. I, I want you to know you're responsible for the fire. I'm responsible for the fire. I want to have it in my heart that it's not cold, but I want God to start the flame. While I watch souls getting saved, I, I, I watch God do this dead retirement. He's going to do it. I, I, I'm just so thrilled last night. I mean, COVID's been so good for this church. We didn't use this section last night, but we used all three, four, four of these sections of men come to prayer. That's not including Spanish. They have their own. They had a great crowd. We just have this thing filled with men praying on Saturday night. It's been that way all through COVID. When we had to meet in the tents, we took tent number four, five, six, and seven, and eight, and nine, filled, uh, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, and filled them up with people. I don't want to lose the wonder of driving by and seeing mothers during COVID on their knees in the school grass over there praying for the school. I don't want to lose the wonder. I pull up a picture of a sweet little couple out here on the steps and it was all day long during COVID. People stopping by and praying. I don't want to lose the wonder. That, that burns my heart. But it puts a fire in me. I, I guess if we had time, I would sing. I said this morning, I said, Lord, I, 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 is there anything else you want to add? It's type, believe it or not, there's a type message up there somewhere. I said, anything else you want me to say about fire? God didn't speak to me, but I, I haven't sung it in years. We used to sing it all the time. Don't turn there, but for the sake, page 124. Set my soul afire, Lord, for thy holy word. Burn it deep within me. 
Let your voice be heard. Millions grope in darkness in this day and hour. I will be your witness. Fill me with your power. Set my soul afire. I want that for you. I don't want church to be a drudgery. And I'm not going to stand on my head and entertain you. Nor with a choir. But friend, this thing of Christianity is real. Oh, it's real. Praise God, I can tell you it's real. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.